Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Everybody, thank you for joining me. My name is Bradley Shaw, and tonight on Between the Covers, I'm talking to Dr. Roy Hardman and Dr. Melissa Formica, the authors of my um, my brain. What is that? My brain is my best friend, which is a fantastic book, a children's book, um, coming out in November. So, uh, please, Dr. Roy, uh, if you would, please give us your interpretation of this book, the readers, and what they would expect. Well, it's, it's a, a book looking at some uh, simplified neuroscience for, for children to help them encourage looking at their brain development and by looking at nutrition as a major part in their, in, in their, in their brain and their thinking development. Um, Mel, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's a really good basis and a sort of a stepping stone for children to start thinking about things that might be important for their brain and their health later on. Um, so it's really sort of pitched at a really basic level and just sort of to build on that throughout their life then. Yeah. Good. Good. And um, if I can ask um, on that topic or on that on that ideal, what was the incubus for this, for this book? Both of you are so um, qualified and experienced in your fields. What made you want to write this children's book? Say, so, Roy, would you like to I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I, I would like <laughs> just, I'll just... Um, <laughs> I, I looked at it on the basis that um, with the uh, pandemic approaching us in overweightness, dementia, the health burden that mm-hmm. we're experiencing now, and, and and if you look at it over the next 10 to 20 or 30 years, the, mm-hmm. the cost of incurring that in, um, in our society is becoming unmanageable. The government is extremely worried. And with everything else, um, Unless we actually start at the, the ground roots level and, and encourage children to look at and question what they're, they're being eaten, what, what their parents might be giving them. Because dementia is not something that starts in old age. Dementia starts in your 40s. So the mind is basically restructuring itself all its life. And uh, when I looked at that, and we, we've both done very good presentations on this to, to audiences, and we look at that and we go, well, if we're not starting at grassroots, then by the time those children in 30 years' time who are reading this, they're going to be in their late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. Mm. And they, they, they are not going down the track of, uh, of consuming the right things to actually improve their brain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think along sort of a similar line, um, and particularly with the area that I'm involved with currently, you know, psychology of developing habits and how hard habits can become to change. Um, you know, thinking about how long it takes to actually develop eating habits and physical activity and things like that, it just yeah. makes sense 
to sort of target those early years to develop those healthy habits really early on. And I think that that's constantly overlooked. Um, mm. A lot of the time people think, you know, maybe in their 20s or 30s, that's the yeah. time when we sort of think and focus on those things. But mm. as Roy said, it's really grassroots, you know, when they're really young. Yeah. And, and how did the two of you come together to work on the project in such a way? You're both um, experts, I, I know, and, and studied, but what, what brought you together? Um, uh, Roy, well, how did you meet most Dr. Smoker? Well, I, I was um, completing my doctorate and Melissa was completing hers at the same time. So she was, she was helping me uh, with structure and development in my thesis. And then um, I was reading her work and then um, we uh, participated in some international writing for textbooks around the world, in which we've now got two major chapters and two textbooks uh, in, the, in the US and also in the UK. So uh, when I was thinking of it, I was looking at Mel's um, experience as being a different perspective to mine. And, and so I said, well, I rang her and I said, well, you know, I'm thinking of this. I'll send you a concept uh, idea. What do you think? And, and that's where it started. Oh, good. Good. And you liked it straight away, Melissa? You, you thought it was a great concept and wanted to be involved, obviously? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it, it was sort of the first thing that I could sort of think of outside me working on a thesis or whatever. Yeah. It was sort of getting the work out into the real world. It was making mm. it translatable in some ways. So um, that really appealed to me. And obviously, I really enjoy working with Roy. So um, yeah. it just kind of made sense almost, yeah. yeah. And, and as you say, getting it out in the real world, I mean, you're both uh, highly intelligent, highly educated in this special field. How was it, was it difficult to, I guess, null down the, the information enough for that children's psyche and also understanding, you know, the general public's, you know, basis of what they're learning, what they need to know about this, this, uh, these options they have? Was that difficult, Roy, for you or was it a challenge? Uh, I, um... I, I started and then um, because of what Mel was doing with her, with her psych, um, it enabled me to, to bounce more off her and then she came back with a lot of really good ideas and structural mm. Um It's it's very hard at times to um, enable a, a, a non-scientific reader to pick up something and go, that makes a lot of sense. And so that's one of the focuses we really wanted to do, is to yeah. say, you don't have to do, have done science, you don't have to do anything to read this book. Yeah, no, it's very good. It's very simple. I enjoyed it because I, I understood it. So, <laughs> so tell me, Melissa, hey. No, I was going to just ask Mel if she agreed. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's part of it. You know, I spend a lot of time working with, you know, patients in the real world, you know, in hospitals and things like that who have a hard time understanding a lot of the terminology and jargon that doctors throw at them. So I've mm. gotten quite good at trying to explain things in simple terms and, good. you know, trying to relate to them on that kind of level. So um, for me, it wasn't particularly so much of a challenge. I think it was um, just cutting back the detail a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and just thinning it down a little, as you say, just enough to give them the practicalities and not all the all the scientific, you know, yeah. uh, processes. Yeah. So tell me, Melissa, too, did you get children involved in the in the testing and reading and just sort of seeing their response and understanding? Did you have a chance to do some some um, live, I guess, live readings of the book for, you know, as you were processing the book? Uh, not directly, I wouldn't say. Um, 
I think it was mainly just based off, you know, knowledge of, that I had mm-hmm. with working with children anyway. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously my friends have children and sort of yeah. working with them and how they sort of communicate uh, was very heavily based off that for me. Oh, um, yeah. I'm not sure about you, Roy. Uh, I, um, I managed to uh, vet it past some preschool teachers uh, and uh, young primary school teachers and teachers who were really uh, from prep through to about grade five, grade six, and, and asking them their opinion, how would they interpret the book? Mm-hmm. How would they interpret the pictures? What would, and, and trying to understand, it doesn't matter what we say, it's what, what do these children see? What do they think? You know, uh, yeah. and we, because of that, um, we also made it such a multicultural picture uh, mm. first, so that it was it stretched across everybody. Because I was talking to people from um, all levels of different cultural backgrounds to say, yeah. you know, "Do you understand what we're trying to say?" Yeah. No, and if they don't read the English well, the pictures will make a good impression. Absolutely, no, it's really good. And so, what was the overall feedback you both found for the book? Like for for just talking about it or showing concepts and talking to the, as you said, some of those teachers. What was their impression of feedback? Do they feel you've hit a nail on the head, so to speak? Is that the term? Well, a lot of them uh, come back and said that every 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 kid should read it. Uh, every parent should buy one. So that the child, I mean, children children get something put on the table, and, and they're not going to determine whether that's really good for them or not. Um, yeah. You know, and and if you're living on um, fries and 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 uh, takeaway, and that's normal, well then that's normal. That that's yeah. your level of understanding. But if you go and look at it and say, well, how is that helping me? Yeah. And a lot of the research that's being done um, around Australia with young teenagers is based on just simply changing their diet to make them making them more socially mm. acceptable. Yeah. No? You found that too, Melissa. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, even in, in practice um, at the moment, you know, a lot of people are quite unaware of the large impact that diet has um, on all aspects of their health, particularly yeah. mental health. Um, and so I think, you know, by communicating this information in a way that they're going to understand or even just in the case of children, giving them the opportunity to be exposed to that information is really important. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing too. Like the book uh, is not just for children. I think, and you hit it before when you said that that it's actually a family book. I think it's if the parents understand the diet they're feeding their children, or they understand the impacts as well. Not just children understanding the growing process, but yeah, families as conversation. It's a great conversation point uh, in the book. So, what are you now hoping, having achieved this this wonderful accomplishment? What are you now hoping that that those children and those families and parents do take away from this book? For you, Roy, what's, what would be your goal? Oh, um, my, my underlying hope would be if, if the book is read, it's not read just as a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not meant to be just a story. It's a practical guide to a very simple practical guide for a child to say, you know, um, you know, everybody knows the food groups. Everybody knows what that's all about. Uh, but it's a practical guide to say for, for a child to implement what they've read. And, 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 and ask their parents when they're walking around the shops, um, yeah. all that sort of stuff. And, and we're not against any form of food. What we're saying is we look at how you're consuming it, when you're consuming it. And, and in, in a younger brain, um, many, many children are inhibited because they're consuming too much of the wrong thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, 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 affects, and that, it affects everything, doesn't it? Well, and that's been quite well uh, documented. Uh, we, we're not quoting anything that we have an opinion on. We mm-hmm. are very careful on on making a statement that is yeah. founded on fact. Good, good. And for you, Melissa, what do you hope they, the families and children will gain and experience out of this? I'm trying to take a fairly realistic and pragmatic approach to this um, in terms of, look, I don't think that everyone who reads the book is going to have, you know, a life-changing experience and they're going to drastically change their diet and have the most amazing brain health ever. Um, It's more about, you know, as long as the information is out there and a conversation is started, um, I think it's going to have a bigger effect for some people. Um, And I think that those particular people, you know, they are going to get the benefits of it. And I think that's really important. That's my hope is that they're going to get something that they're going to take away and use for their benefit. Good, good. That's wonderful. And for everybody watching, if I can tell you, uh, the book is available uh, in November. Everywhere books are sold, you can buy it online and in your local bookstores. And we do encourage you to go to your local bookstores. These small businesses need our help as well. And this is a wonderful book for you and your family to share. Uh, Dr. Roy and Dr. Melissa, I thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure to uh, support you in your goal bringing this book to the market and um yeah it's it's great to see that um you've achieved this this beautiful uh passion of yours so thank you for joining us tonight thank you thank you and everybody thanks for watching us and please grab a copy of this wonderful book and um yeah take care and we'll see everybody again soon thank you you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.